Hi, this is a Sunny Look at the Bible, and this is Sunny. I told someone I was going to do a podcast today, and they said, oh, with who? And I said, myself. They said, you're going to interview yourself. And I thought, that's actually kind of funny. So what I really want to do today is I want to interview myself. Like, Sunny, what did you talk about during All is Light? It sounds like someone died during your message. Yes, Sunny, someone did die. So this is a Sunny Look at the Bible. I'm actually going to be doing a multi-part series on the message, All is Light, which really the message is about counterfeit light versus true light. So it was for our largest women's event we do every year at Life Church in Green Bay. And I spoke a message that really took the place or the city by storm before we ever started the night. In fact, uh, we just posted a few things about what my message would be just to forewarn people, give people an idea of what I would be speaking about. And uh, it got a lot of uh, attention. We'll put it that way. And I definitely was uh, addressed and I wouldn't, well, some of my DMs, I was threatened or my messenger, Facebook messenger, which I like the least. Uh, I had some, some crazy comments and some threats, but when you're a pastor, when you're in the ministry, when you're a female pastor in the ministry, you know, you get some threats in your life. And luckily the Holy Spirit that lives in me and Jesus that protects me is much greater than anything dark that would come across. But what uh, I did decide to do is a podcast that would be a multi-episode podcast, breaking down the 12 deceiving practices that I went over in the service. Now it's on YouTube. So if someone wanted to watch it in its entirety, it's I think I preached for 50 some minutes. It was very long. Uh, I tried to cut it back. I didn't expect it to be that. I thought it would be 35 or 40, (laughs) but uh, someone did actually, uh, we thought at the time went unconscious, but they actually were unresponsive, which means that they did die. And um, so if you're watching the video, you can kind of tell where I start stumbling over words towards the end, but they do, there's paramedics, there were nurses, they brought her back right there. And so um, rather than having chaos ensue and me stop everything or try to, you know, excuse everybody, I had no idea what was going on. I mean, I thought it could have been um, someone who just passed out. We've had that in the past, someone overheated. I at first thought it was someone who was trying to distract to what I was talking about. We did have some, some witches and some um, other characters that were here during it, um, some that were trying to distract people, but I didn't know what was going on. But in the end, the lady came came back and after compressions and uh, she came back and she said, I want to stay. <laughs> so it's very interesting. But the reason that I'm doing the podcast is because we had uh, our women's, one of our women's Bible studies suggest, some of the ladies said, why don't, why doesn't Sunny do uh, either videos to break down each of them in small chunks or a podcast and go through them in multiple podcast episodes. I'm like, that's a great idea because they were also like, I want to hear it again, but even to expand on every deceiving practice. So I'm going to do that. I may only in this first episode 
get to the first two of the 12 and then I'll get through more in uh, episodes after this because I needed to give you all of this introduction so you can understand why I'm doing this. Uh, you know, the Bible says in First John 1, 5, it says, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And the reason I brought this message and I'm bringing it to you now is because I don't think any of us are looking to be in darkness. I think that there is a pervasive attempt by the enemy to rebrand darkness as light, rebrand magic and real, you know, dark demonic power as light. I don't think any woman that came that night or as friends of people that came that night uh, are out there trying to say, I do Reiki and I'm trying to also worship the devil. That is not what I think is happening. But I think that it's deceiving and that even the best hearted people that the most naive people are being deceived. So I want to just bring the research that I found. And, and let me start with this. In my research, I discovered the difference between witchcraft and the occult. Witchcraft is from a cultural background and tradition. It's an ancient passing down. Uh, there was someone who referred to themselves, even on my post, as a kitchen witch. And uh, this is where you bring in herbs and oils, which I'm into that. I th- I'm very granola I'm very like, if I can do the natural way, let's do that. If I can do preventative health and herbal remedies, I'm all for it. So it sounds really great and, and, you know, actually wise, but then they bring in the sage and the spells and the potions. And, uh, this is where kitchen witchery has become a hotness. If you were to Google kitchen witchery, you at first might think from some of the people's websites that they're just a, a blogger of great cute recipes and they would look like the little sundress clad women who are raising three children, homeschooling them and dressing them alike. And we're just a sweet little family out here trying to live in a farm. And then you, it takes a hard right or a hard left turn and you go, wait, why are you saying potions? And then you begin to read um, what they what their websites say, uh, let me read this. The Kitchen of a Witch, this is from a Kitchen Magic Wielder website. And I'm telling you, when I looked this up, it didn't look any different than like my website talking about my bright spiritual life coaching or my business life coaching. It says, The Kitchen of a Witch, this is from their website, is a sacred space where good health, abundance, luck, and love can be conjured. Now, the only alarming word there is conjured, right? If you watch the Smurfs, Gargamel, you know, you're like, my mom was like, you can't watch that. There's a wizard and he is stirring up potion, right? (laughs) But it says, maybe you're looking to conjure more money for your household. Maybe you'd like to know how to create an effective kitchen altar. Maybe you just want your magical practice to extend to to the kitchen, a pagan power center. Either way, a bit of kitchen witchery can lead to a happy home. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the symbols of this particular person who said they were a kitchen witch were their signature was a snake. So I looked up what did a snake represent via Wikipedia, not what's the Bible say? I know what the Bible says about snakes. I wanted to know what does the world say? What does Wikipedia say about a snake? If someone's signing off as a kitchen witch with a snake, 
What does that mean? And Wikipedia says the symbol of a serpent or snake played important roles in the religious traditions and cultural life of ancient Greece, Egypt, Mesopotamia, and and Canaan. The serpent was a symbol of evil power and chaos from the underworld, as well as a symbol of fertility, life, healing, and rebirth. All right. So that's witchcraft. But uh, I, again, don't think that this kitchen witchery wielder, as she called herself, even though she did sign off with a snake. So, but she didn't come off like she was trying to point to devil worship, but see where it gets confusing and the lines blur. So that's which that's a, a form of witchcraft, but the occult is different in that it is an organized system of worshiping Satan. So when people think, well, if you're calling, if you say, because I call myself a witch that I worship Satan, you're wrong. Well, that person is correct in what they're telling you. They are claiming witchcraft, but they are not claiming worship of Satan because the occult is the organized system of worshiping Satan. But let me be very clear. Both are demonic. (laughs) Even if the witches think they are sharing light, they are deceived and they are vehemently opposed to Jesus. They are not, and it would go against the very practice of witches to claim Jesus. Now, what is scary is that Uh, There are actually people who are trying to bring up the name Jesus. And Jesus has so much power in the name. I'm amazed at even people who are Reiki practitioners who are like, but I bring Jesus. You can't combine um, a form of energy healing, which I will get into in further podcasts, with Jesus. That's that's like me saying we're going to celebrate... um, we're going to celebrate the occult, uh, or we're going to make Halloween actually Jesus's birthday party. Mm, don't really combine those. There's some there's some lines we need to draw. Like let's just keep those separate. So both are demonic, uh, both witchcraft and the occult. Whether they call themselves light witches, light workers. In fact, that's the first thing I'm going to get into today is of the 12 deceiving practices. And when I say deceiving, I mean, there are people who are naive to this and they heard my message. And not only did some of them not like it, some of them felt shocked and exposed, like, but I never knew. And so let me be clear. I brought this message not to judge the people who would hear it, but to take away the blinders and to bring to light the the truth um, because these are deceiving practices. When I use the word deceiving, I'm clearly stating that people aren't knowingly practicing some of these things. They're deceived. So this is not a, a judgmental message. This is, okay, do we want to know the truth? Because um, the truth can set us free. But I mean, let's be honest, we probably don't want to always know the truth. Like, I don't probably want to know the truth about the underworld of the government. I don't really want to know the truth about sex trafficking because it's horrific. I don't want to know that a seven-year-old is raped multiple times a night, not just in other countries like Cambodia, but in America. I don't want to know that. So sometimes I think we would rather be naive or deceived at, as to the truth, because it is so much to take in. But I'm telling you that this is seeped into Christianity. This is seeped into Instagram influencers who once were sounding like the best Christian lady you've ever heard from. 
I'm thinking of one in particular who I followed during COVID who now is bringing in new age principles. And I have to believe she didn't start out to deceive. I have to believe she really started out with scripture and Jesus. And it came across very biblical, everything she said to somehow she had a crack and was opened up or was exposed to some people who tried to say, you know what, add Reiki, add, you know, the light energy in you and mix that with a little Jesus, stir it up and you'll have even more followers on Instagram. And I just saw the other day that in fact is happening with her. Someone not from even my state. I just followed a little during COVID and now I'm like, wow, what's happened? So, um, I got this text from a friend who said, uh, who was telling me that she got pulled in. She's a Christian, but she got pulled in at work by someone who had a lot of influence and power. And I said, Hey, can you tell me what that means? What does light worker mean? Cause I knew she had said that this lady that she worked with was a light worker and that this lady was helping her tap into things. And she was able to do things that seemed outside of reality and like magical. And so I got a text from her back when I said, tell me about light workers. This is from her. She's from Green Bay, Wisconsin. I know her. I have known her for years. I know her well. And this is what she said to me via text. Light workers. Some consider themselves witches. What they teach, mostly raising your vibration, achieving enlightenment, getting your blessings through the law of attraction, meaning you receive what you put into the universe turning the page here, reaping what you sow. So if you're, which that, see how reaping what you sow, that's biblical. So if you just mix these words like conjure up with, you know, joy and fulfillment, that feels very like, Ooh, aren't we talking more like, it sounds like the Bible, but she says, uh, reaping what you sow is if you're crabby, expect others to be crabby back at you. I mean, that's called karma as well to people in the world, but it is truly a biblical principle. Reap what you sow. She, so then she goes on to text me, you manifest slash create what you can visualize. If you don't like the current timeline you're on, you can quantum jump to a parallel universe. I was like, okay, hold on. Like, now it's starting to sound weird. And she's talking about a place she works in Green Bay with someone she works with in what? Like, I just feel like Green Bay is like the safe place, the safe zone in the world. <laughs> she said, uh, you can talk to anyone and find out information through astral projection. I mentioned this word to my kids who are 19 and 20. They're like, oh my gosh, all over TikTok and all over Instagram reels. Like people talk about astral projection. Like you, you jump from one time line to another. I'm like, whoa, that sounds like when I was in junior high and like kids were like, let's go play Bloody Mary. And you'd say it multiple times and turn and look in the mirror. And like, she appeared. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that there's people doing this because you open yourself up to this crazy. And I'm not saying that darkness doesn't have power. That's the problem. Darkness, dark powers have power. God and light has more power, but it doesn't mean that it's make-believe that there's dark power and dark magic. It does exist. So these people are tapping into that. It says, she finishes with getting guidance from your spirit guides and your higher self. So, so their guides are spirit guides and themselves, not God, not Jesus. So, you know, it's sneaky. In fact, one life coaching website I looked at up said, there are two types of energy on this planet, light and dark. That is true. But then it says light energy is unlimited and comes from source, not the source, 
comes from source. So I needed to know what is source that these light workers and these life coaches are talking about. What is this source that is capitalized? Like I should know what that means. So a different website called Good Therapy. Again, I'm not giving, and in the my message, I never gave uh, quotes from Christian websites who have their opinion. I either took from the scripture of the Bible directly or from websites of these deceiving practices I'm listing. And this different website that I looked up on source said it was called Good Therapy, the website. It's, she said in her writing on her website, I use the source to refer to a place where all healing and creative ideas and energies ultimately come from. Okay. At that point, I'm like, well, maybe she thinks that's God, but listen, it's, it is not a physical place, but a place in consciousness, one where we can tap into the essence of life force itself. This life force also called source energy flows through and connects all things. It's high vibrational, expansive, positive and full of love. Okay. Now, if you have ever been exposed to Reiki, and I'm not even going to get to that in this episode, can you see how this energy source and the flow and the vibrations, um, even if you've gone to people who are like, but they're, they say they're Christians and they practice it. And it, you can see where, where this is getting skewed and, and implemented. And it's becoming even a part of Christian cultures where women are saying, this feels right. It feels good. So, um, that's light workers. Uh, let me read to you though, that in Genesis one, it's the very first verse in the Bible. And I'll probably end with this and then I'll get into, uh, light bearers and then we'll finish with light bearers, but I'll end on light workers in this about energy. The first verse in Genesis one says, that God created everything, including all matter and energy. And so what that means is that God can't be identical to the universe, nor can he be identical to any aspect of the universe. (laughs) So since energy is a part of the created universe, we can't conclude that God can be energy. He's not equal to it. He actually created it. All right. So I'm going to do the second of the 12 practices and in future episodes that we will release, I will go into the others. So light bearer. I looked up again, Wikipedia, what is a light bearer? And it may refer to, this is what Wikipedia said, people. Lucifer, called light bearer. As the Latin word light bearer meant light bringing. So light bearers carry this mission of giving positive energy as our world undergoes a positive shift. And this is what their websites say that our world is undergoing a positive shift away from the traditional way of living. And we're more conscious and we vibrate at higher vibrations. What? What are we saying here? <laughs> but let me, let me say this. Ephesians 5, 6 says, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not become partners with them. Empty words, right? For at, any, at one time you were darkness. You were darkness, it says, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. And how do you do that? If Jesus is in you, you're now a child of the light, the actual light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things they do in secret. But when anything is exposed to the light... It becomes visible. Still the Bible, people. Verse 14, for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, 
This is me saying, awake from deception, awake, O naive one, and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. I found a test that was horrifying that I thought this has got to wake us up and see how, like that verse just said, how if we partner with darkness, if we enmesh ourselves with things of the world and corruption and deceiving practices and try to call it Christianity, or it all feels like good energy and love vibes and, you know, love is love and all that. We are terribly deceived. And so this test uh, that I found on how you know you are a light bearer was horrifying. 19 signs you are a light bearer destined to enlighten the world. Let me just give you a few. I gave a few in my message. I'm going to give the same ones. This, this is how you would know you are a light bearer. Now, this is for a Someone searching out purpose in their life, probably, or someone sends them this link to see if they happen to be a light bearer. <laughs> uh, the question is, you feel like you're wasting time. I'm thinking, who doesn't feel like they're wasting time? Another question, it's number four, so I'm skipping around. You have your own beliefs and practices. Yeah, we're kind of created to be curious and to search. Uh, number five, you feel like an alien who just landed on the planet. Uh, well, that is actually what the Bible talks about. First Peter 2.11 says, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from sensual urges, those dishonorable desires that wage war against the soul. We are aliens on this earth. We aren't here forever. We're not supposed to stay here. <laughs> and so to say, well, now you've checked another box because you feel like you are wasting time. You feel like you're an alien who just landed on the earth. That's pulling people in to say you're a light bearer when really you're a person who was created. Like, yeah, God created you that way. Uh, I'll skip to eight. You have a lot of dark stuff going on. This was what they quoted. The primary task of a light worker is to transmute darkness into light. In order to do so, you've experienced a lot of darkness in your life. Again, I would say, who of us on this earth would say, I never experienced anything dark? Uh, number nine, you're a powerful manifester. That's a hot word. I also pulled out another one. You're an empath. That's another hot, hot word right now. Uh, you're interested in ancient history and philosophy. Uh, this is what they said about it. In a way, lightworkers are here to restore ancient knowledge and add more wisdom that we've gained over the centuries of being surrounded by a lot of darkness. So it's again, like, Ooh, this is good. We're surrounded by darkness. We walk in that. Number 12, a light worker is an encoded word. Listen to this. The word light worker itself is made of the language of light. So it helps you remember who you are. If you feel attracted to this word for whatever reason, that's another sign you're a light worker. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah. And you know what I will say? Light worker probably is an encoded word. Just like Jesus is an encoded word. Jesus, the power in Jesus name heals, shakes the earth. Demons have to flee. So if the word light worker, light bearer, which comes after the meaning Lucifer, I'm sure it is encoded. And if it says, if you feel attracted to this in any way, well, I can tell you sin feels real good. Never once have I heard somebody say, sin made me feel bad in the moment. Often they say it after, but in the moment, man, it's the best feeling thing ever. So we cannot go off of what we are attracted to and how we feel attracted. Okay, 13, if you have a belief in a higher power, 
God made a, a void in our heart without him. Of course, we have a belief and a need for a higher power. Now, listen to what they said, though, about this. Um, no matter how dark the moment, you've always felt connected to a higher power in your belief. It may or may not be God, the universe, or the light. And they capitalized the light, okay? So they capitalized be God, the universe, or the light. And they capitalized God and the light, which tells me they differentiated between God and the light. Whereas what you know, the new age world would want us to think is that we're all believing in the same God, God and light. We're all, we're all doing the same thing here, girls. Oprah's, you know, all roads lead to heaven and Oprah's smart. And she's saying the same thing I'm saying as I believe in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Nope. Sorry to tell you, uh, they are separate and they kind of expose themselves here. All right. 14, you've had a challenging childhood again. Okay. I don't know of anybody who said my childhood had no challenges unless they're in complete denial. 15, you attract people with problems. Well, I would say this is a good indicator that um, because like spirits attract like spirits, when I start only having gossips come to me, I have to check my heart. When I only have disgruntled and problem people come to me, like spirits attract like spirits. So they're kind of right in you attract people with problems, but Again, they just, they have 19 questions where probably anybody who's breathing would check the box on 16 to 17 of the 19. Uh, 16, you've had a deep spiritual gift and I thought, or sorry, you've had a deep spiritual shift. And I thought to myself, I have this yearly. Uh, 18, you have strange dreams. Again, I just, I just was like, of course, People have strange dreams, but this is one of the things they said on their website. You may also see the future or the past or things from other people's lives that have never been shared with you. In a dream state, you may also go to the spiritual school, to a spiritual school during the night where you're initiated and trained on how to use your psychic abilities. Well, that slipped in at 18 of the 19 questions. So I just feel like that is super scary. Um, a mental health professor recently said, this is, I'm quoting, people are leaving the church and going to therapists, asking them to be the priest of their age. But you don't need, you don't need that. You don't need a guide. And what I would say, I do think we need therapy. We believe in journey to wholeness. We believe in working with your childhood wounds. Cause a lot of those 19 questions I just talked about, a lot of those I could answer yes if I'm talking from my past wounds or unhealed places or places that I haven't yet worked through. So I'm not against therapists, but I think it's interesting that this mental health professor said that people are leaving the church and going to therapists, asking them to be the priests of the age. Now what's happened is therapists have then um, had people leave them to go to a life coach and now life coaches, which I was a life coach and I'm still a business life coach. I'm, you know, I do bright, which is a spiritual life coaching. Uh, but we've gone from therapists to life coaches and now life coaches are seeing it's more lucrative to go from life coaches to light bearer, light worker, Reiki practitioner, uh, guide. And so I'm just here to say, you don't need a guide, you need a savior. And then once you have a savior or as you find the savior, you need a church. And so I am uh, unapologetically for the local church. Jesus said, I'm going to go now. And I want you, my disciples, my apostles to, to expand the message, the way, and I want you to call it the church. And I'm going to build the church on you. And there is this place where you can come 
every day. I'm sorry. You some pl- some places have things going every day. We have life groups going almost every night of the week, but where you can go every week, every Sunday, you can go to church. There's no other organization that is there for your spiritual needs, for preaching the word, for worshiping together with the Holy Spirit at the center. There is no other organization on earth like the local church, and the local church is the hope of the world. And I believe in the local church. I believe in the church because Jesus says the church is his bride and he's coming back for the church. He's coming back for the people who say, I believe in Jesus. And the deception that has has gotten its way into the church is crazy. Ten years ago, if I would have preached this message in a church from a church pulpit, I would have probably had everybody amening. But 10 years later, where we are at in 2023, when I preached it, 2024 now, we have people in the church who are like, can you break that down again? Because like, gosh, I have friends and they're just like, they're like, I love Jesus and I, I, I claim Christianity, but they're really into this stuff. And then of course, there's lots of people who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm into all this, uh, these practices and you Christians and Jesus people and people who claim Jesus, um, you scare me and you intimidate me and I, I want you gone. And so, um, it's just, it's been deceiving. And so I felt like from the suggestion of the women's group, the women's Bible study, this would be a good exercise to do. We got through two (laughs) of the, the 12 practices. I did get through, um, them the night of, or most of them. But what I'm going to do is the next episode of A Sunny Look at the Bible, I'm going to work on probably uh, three, four, and five at least of another of the 12 deceiving practices. So we will see you next time. I will release those in the coming weeks. And I hope that you share this. I hope that you follow it so that when my next episode comes out, it will notify you that, oh, there it is. It has been released. And I've done other studies. I've done a study on the book of Revelations, which was crazy. I did that the April that COVID started. So March, we all discovered COVID is here. March 2020, was it? And April, the next month, I started to do a uh, podcast and a video. I have it on my YouTube channel too, on Revelation. I did not know what would unfold during COVID and since then. And wow, like when I listen back to even the first episode, it was before it's time of what we're living in now. So that's an option here on A Sunny Look at the Bible. I've done a study on the biblical character and man that really existed, historically proven Jacob and his family line. And I think there's a few other things that I've done on A Sunny Look at the Bible. So anyway, until next time, love you. Thanks, friends.